0: I'm feeling good. Feeling good about our levels. I'm
1: going to do the whole podcast in ASMR.
0: That's upsetting. But so is the next hour of this podcast, surely. So uh, strap in. Your son killed himself. Dan, you want to do an ASMR um, trigger warning for today's episode, please?
1: Listeners, please be prepared to understand that this podcast is going to deal with topics of suicide and taking
0: advantage of grieving families
1: <laughs> as well as the
0: musical medium. We're not going to take advantage of the families. That's just what happens no, in it's, the movie. No, it's the movie. It's not us. Okay. We're going to admonish them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it. I, I, I didn't mean it. <laughs> uh. blah, blah theme song by space bacon (laughs) stop it you know Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Movie Blues Podcast. I don't do do this really much anymore, but I'm Dan Lyons. Dan Endon. And today, we are just gonna just do something so special. And that's cover a movie that you've not seen. And in doing so, we purposefully, you know, I I do research for this podcast year-round, arguably. And when I see a gem, potentially, sometimes I gotta go fucking mine it. Sometimes it's a gem. Sometimes it's a diamond in the rough. And sometimes it's squarely in the middle of those two concepts. <laughs> um, and uh, today is one of those special days where we get to talk about a movie that is in a league of its own. Um, we, we have what I would call a paradigm of this podcast, which is and i want everyone especially from the rental zone like if you don't know me personally at all and you listen to this podcast for whatever reason you're part of the rental zone you probably have seen some of my reviews or arguments that i have with people under the movie blues podcast handle and people are like that guy's a fucking dick he hates everything well not true but i will say that dan and i are very numb from <laughs> from this process, from this podcast, and from being alive. This um, podcast
1: has definitely had a significant impact on the way I <laughs> approach and digest film as a medium. And
0: when I throw down like a 6.4 on free guy and everybody loses their fucking mind. Like I've never had fun in my life before. um, Keep in mind that I'm trying to uh, keep hundreds of scores in my brain for comparison's sake so that I'm not lambasted later by Dan on the podcast or retroactively embarrassed myself through score comparison. Um, But really what's important about this conversation is that, um, that I'm having with myself is that, um, Dan and I have made a statement. I don't know if it's on the podcast or is this in our DMs, I'm not sure, but the statement is if a movie can make us feel something. Now, no one's saying this is a positive or a negative. Right. But if a movie can make us feel something, it catapults it like way beyond the pale of of either a good or a bad movie. I mean, there are good movies, for example, like The Last Duel that we did last week on the podcast that I liked but didn't make me really emote so much. Like, mm. that I didn't feel flooded with any positive or negative emotions to a, a significant degree. Mm. Today's movie, I screamed while I was watching it. And I'm not saying, like, I was like, whoa, or I was like, ha, whoa. I screamed in terror. <laughs> I, I screamed out of fear and, like, confusion. Like, I was on my couch... hit this third act moment of reveals where I was like, this is the fucking darkest thing I've ever seen. And I screamed, you know, like in like old plays where a character will scream out of horror or if you're like a really big Dune fan, uh, the shadow mapes at one point screams when she sees Lady Jessica because she's so overwhelmed with this crazy emotion of seeing a prophet in real life. Like she shrieks and like falls to the ground screaming. You said shadow mapes. Yeah, that's the character's name. Okay. Um, You retain that for like a full eleven seconds. I think it's shout out. out. Some not.
1: I was trying to make a pun about the last duel. You could do it. Shadow rapes. (laughs)
0: Rapes, (laughs) Anyway, um, check out the last duel episode last week for more of that content. Um, So. the movie that we're covering today is called Dear Evan Hansen. Um, it is a musical. It's a musical.
1: Yeah, I'd go as far as to say it it's is. like the most successful non-Hamilton musical of the last. Decade. Is that true? Like, in the modern times? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. it's fucking enormous.
0: Interesting, because I feel like something was maybe lost in translation. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, when I brought it up. Uh, When Kat was like, what are you watching for the podcast? I was like, "Uh, The Last Duel." She's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, in this movie called Dear Evan Hansen, which I didn't know anything about. She was like, ooh, sad. I was like. Oh, really? I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's musical. It's huge. I was like, what? And then I looked on the Wolf Center website to try to order tickets or something. And sure enough, they're like. Dear Evan Hansen, coming to Philly. Tickets, $200. Are and you I'm, kidding? And then I'm
0: like, what? You're telling me me and you could go see this play.
1: Yeah, and I'm saying that it won, like, <laughs> countless awards. Like, it's, it's a big deal.
0: If only for the fact that I would have to hear the music from this movie again, I, that's what's keeping me.
1: Well, a lot of the music from the play was cut from this movie.
0: Well, that, you know... Which might have
1: made it it less jarring when there was only a song every, like, 35 minutes. (laughs) Maybe. And it's usually in the most, like, emotionally devastating moment. is so bizarre.
0: However, many of those songs happening at the most bizarre emotional moment allowed me the peace of mind to step out of the reality of what was happening in the movie, which was so upsetting that (laughs) I was like, okay, we're at song time now. Like, I don't have to be as concerned. this movie had big, uh... Do you have any by way Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not by way directly, but like almost every single one of my notes is a macro yeah. uh, viewing yeah, of what same. this movie was like as an experience. You want to trade a couple? I mean, sure. I mean, it, it was a, a 90s PSA suicide musical pushed to double full length runtime, starring an old man pretending to be Woody Allen in a child's body.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> what do I got? I got. Uh... Uh, World's Greatest Dad by way of Rent.
0: Oh my god, it was kind of like World's Greatest Dad, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. <sighs> I mean, look. Wait, it, I got one more. Okay, yeah, please.
0: <laughs> Jewphoria, the musical. <laughs> that the episode would not be called Jewphoria, would be the greatest injustice. <laughs> um... <sighs> really,
1: look. Co- content I'm, warning, we're both still Jewish. We don't need to yeah. be assaulted in the rental zone yes. for
0: making a Jew joke. Please remember it's that. It's been word. a while since that's happened, but it's still always on my mind. Yeah, it is It is always on my mind. In fact, I make jokes on this podcast that make any Jew joke seem so tame. I did a, a literal rape parable in the last episode. Um, yeah. and The only thing we've been fucking attacked by. When I make a Jew joke, I'm very frightened on the pod, because the, my first thought is, that's the only thing we've really been attacked over.
1: Yeah, and for the record... Ironically. For the record, what it was that we got attacked <laughs> for was me calling Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems, Jewy.
0: You need to yeah. yeah, what an injustice. In the history of Jew- Clearly, also, is what he's supposed yeah, to be in the him.
1: history of even arguably Jewy characters, like... Adam Sandler's name might as well have been Shylock in that movie. Oh my god! I was really hoping that word would never
0: end up on this podcast without us doing *The Merchant of Venice*. Um, <laughs> Pound so, of flesh, baby. Uh, I want to. I just want to cap off what I was saying at the at the top of the episode, though, which is that if you are like us and you have and Jewish. very little feeling left in your le- <laughs> in your legs and in your brain, um, then. Uh it, you know, if your metric of enjoyment of a bad movie or a weird movie is it made me feel things, then this is fucking like Citizen Kane, basically, because I felt terrible watching this movie. <laughs> like I had like panic feelings, anxiety issues. I was upset. I was offended. Uh, I would gravitate between upset and offended just so quickly. Um, I also was embattled, if you will, during the viewing of this movie by my, by you guys would know her as the host of Rachel's review corner. Um, My wife, Rachel, who watched this movie with me. I ran out of time. My schedule has gotten worse and worse at work and just ran out of time to watch this movie in full and told Rachel, like, you got to watch this one with me or do one of your hobbies and, you know, so she watched this with me and um, it was tough because <laughs> and, and look like everyone's allowed to have an opinion, man. Hmm? You can be right. You can be wrong. I consult be very... our
1: episode on the Matrix for
0: where Dan tells everybody they're wrong <laughs> in the last 45 minutes. Um, yeah, my wife. So my wife liked this movie a bit. I don't know if she liked it, but she didn't find it funny. I'll tell you that much, and and, and yeah, that's because it wasn't funny. Well, it wasn't a funny movie. <laughs> yeah. But I would argue there's plenty of humor to be found if you're. If you're if I you're need to around. I need
1: to put up front where this is like it's sh- by the sheer lunacy of the movie and how truly abhorrent it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's going to <laughs> shoehorn its way into the movie blues. Um, like you know, if you have like like a pie chart. Of various categories well like, we have the, the planet
0: chart yeah it's, for bad uh, yeah it's like
1: that this is gonna like it's inclined to go towards the like little italy duets realm yeah. but it is not no because whereas those were 10 out of 10 fucking no yeah fuck, no fuck fuck ups this was like this is in the cat's world this yeah this was ups. an
0: ego fail though for sure yeah. On, oh, on yeah. multiple levels, yeah. which, as we've explained, we might as well just honestly do episodes that are called Ego Fails and just do movies like this and then do kind of mainline At movies. At this or point, go this it fun. would
1: be every fucking movie that comes out. Last Goal was an Ego Fail, yeah. fucking on numerous levels. Well,
0: any movie starring Ben Affleck and Matt Damon is an Ego Fail, yeah. typically. So it's not hard to... Look, the point is... Hey,
1: this what about one, that movie where he's a
0: soccer player? This one elated me in the way that watching Little Italy and du- duets elated me. But it was so dark that it kind of made it, like, hard to be LOLing, like, particularly at. I wasn't LOLing so much as, as I was OMGing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I OMG'd many times. And just felt like I was, like, at a funeral. Like, a tragic funeral yeah. of, like, a child.
1: I haven't felt. <laughs> this degree of displeasure <laughs> about having to watch a movie since <laughs> Cats, for sure. Like, whereas, like, 15 minutes into Cats, I paused and was like, I have how much time left? When? So this movie, Cat was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And we got, like, I don't know, like, 30 minutes in, and she was like, this is insane. I'm going to bed. And I'm like, that's fine. And then I fell asleep. So then the next day, I was like, I gotta watch this movie for the podcast. She's like, what are you watching? I was like, Dear Evan Hansen. She's like, you didn't finish that? And I'm like, no. She's like, have fun with that. And mm. uh, hang out
0: elsewhere. So you didn't have much fun with this movie then? I, I had a very bad time with this movie. Not I, fun. I I I levitated a few times while watching this movie. <laughs> uh, our metric for when a movie is really hitting the movie blue sweet spot is um, our mental projected image of Saeed from Lost floating over a pyramid. And in yeah, the first, I did
1: not have any of that. I had
0: a lot of that. <laughs> I had like, I'm not gonna say oodles but i will say a lot um there were many moments in dear evan hansen where i was like the sheer fucking audacity of everything going on in this movie right now like uh, at all levels is worthy of pornographic enjoyment now look i don't know what to do with that adjective <laughs> people people for sure like love the musical dear evan hansen it's been adapted into a YA children's novel, which was yeah. number one on the bestsellers list. But uh, clearly this movie did not achieve spreading this tale into the cinematic world because no. it got very bad reviews. It does it not got...
1: lend itself to the musical film format. It just, it just <laughs> does not.
0: No. Um, uh, and I, obviously Dan and I have not seen this musical. And clearly, I at least will never be seeking it out um, unless they promise to cut all of the musical numbers, of which I think there's even more.
1: There's, um, I believe there's four, four songs in the musical that are not, including the intro song that sets up the entire musical is apparently not in this film because they wanted to focus the story more on Evan as a person.
0: Terrible choice. Yeah, a lot
1: of choices made in order to make the worst character the most sympathetic um, Evan Hansen is truly despicable and reprehensible in this movie and <laughs> it is constantly being defended under the guise of like well he has anxiety so
0: okay so let's give give our listeners a overview because there's many people that probably have never heard of this but this is a musical that is set in a modern day high school um, it is about a character named Evan Hansen who in this film is being portrayed by one of the original Broadway actors to make the role famous. The, he, the original. He is now he, 28 he, years old. He, he was old. the
1: youngest person to ever win the Tony for Best Male Lead Performance for his role in this <laughs> movie. I'm, <sorry. laughs>
0: I'm sorry.
1: I I did my research on this, this room
0: one. This movie is so fucking... St-
1: I did tons of research like, on this one. Um, I was so I, shook to my right.
0: core. I have to try to keep keep
1: serious. Yeah. Um, he For Rachel. Th- the role of Evan Hansen is inextricably linked.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure, to Ben Platt. And for those reasons he no demanded relation
1: to Oliver Platt demanded to be a much part of it
0: and also R. was R. given the role by his dad who produced the movie. Yes. Then was who ra- railed for nepotism. <laughs> but
1: then Evan ca- then uh Ben Platt came out to say okay. it was not nepotism. I, I, I
0: hate how much you know about this it, movie. It, it's disgusting. He
1: came out to say it was not nepotism yeah. in fact. The movie they could not get it greenlit unless he signed on to play the role. That's his. That is bullshit. That is his take that he's taking. That now. is bullshit. Yeah, of for course sure. That, that is, is And that is an outright lie.
0: Yeah, they would replace him with Zac Efron in five fucking yeah. seconds.
1: Yeah. Um, the things they did to make him look age appropriate in anyway, this movie are bizarre.
0: We are going to get to all that, but I want to give people an idea of what this is about. Again, it takes place in a modern day high school. Evan Hansen is a anxiety blasted. 17-year-old boy who is deeply dysfunctional, socially, mentally. Boo-boo on his arm. Physically. (laughs) He has a broken arm when the musical starts, movie starts. Um, And we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of what happens to him, but the basic kicking-off point of the plot is that in an exercise that he is ordered to do by his therapist, in which he writes a letter to himself, giving himself positive affirmations every day before school, gassing himself up to not blow his brains out. He ends up leaving that letter in a printer at the library by accident. It is taken by a character named Connor, who's very critical to the story, uh, who then beats up Evan Hansen, (laughs) goes home, commits suicide. And the letter is then found in um, Connor's pocket, And they assume that it's a suicide note. The confusion being that everyone, including Connor's family, thinks that the letter was written by Connor to his friend Evan Hansen, when the truth is actually that Evan Hansen has no friends. Connor would have beaten him up and thought that he was being strange to him and was beating him up at the time of the exchange of the letter and uh, it kicks off a series of lies that embroil our main character, Evan Hansen.
1: Also worth noting is that Connor signed his cast. That's crucial.
0: Yeah, so further evidence that confuses people into thinking that Connor and Evan Hansen could possibly be friends, and that's the crux of the movie, that um, Connor's essentially being painted and portrayed as Evan Hansen's best friend, and Evan Hansen uses that to get himself all sorts of things that he wants out of life.
1: Tons of perks. Um,
0: Um, But also embroils him further in lies. Um, Yeah.
1: Evan Hansen utilizes a stranger's suicide in order to get um, de facto parents as well as have sex with a dead kid's sister. Is this movie. Yeah. This Tony Award winning play. Also, uh, apparently in the play, there's an entire song that they cut for the movie can't imagine why, where it's the ghost of Connor imploring Evan to do all of these shady things that he's doing in order to keep Connor's memory alive. Dan,
0: we've not seen the play, and we should be reviewing this movie on the merits of it as a movie. However, knowing what we know, which is the music that we heard, for 90% is what would be in the play we are seeing the original actor yep. who portrayed Evan Hansen in this we are seeing the machinations of the plot almost to its full degree I read as well that they changed the ending to make Evan more accountable for all the lies Yep. but we are basically seeing the play yep. to its to its extent as a play I see the intrinsic value of a few things I think, Rachel disagreed that Ben Platt is a fantastic singer for Broadway musical style sing-
1: Rachel thinks he's not a fantastic Rachel singer Rachel was not
0: impressed with him the, I, I basically ben, told her at the end of the movie Ben
1: the, Platt has performed with orchestras at Radio City Music Hall <laughs> he's like a highly regarded singer
0: um, I thought he had an absolutely angelic voice Yeah, and he was deeply talented
1: he's an elite singer now Now, that I enjoy any moment that he was singing in this film, okay, that's a hard no. That's a hard
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay I, and, I, and I agree with that. Um, But I would say that if anything, one of the only positive aspects of this movie musical was hearing the range of his voice. I enjoyed that. Mm. I was like, dude, this guy has got fucking He's an got incredible some voice. Now, what I'm trying to get at is like, while you and I haven't seen the musical, I'm picturing myself having seen a musical that had this plot. And I just find it very disturbing. Like, <laughs> I, I... I'm not going to say I was triggered at all by this movie. I was more disgusted with everything that I was seeing in terms of narrative decisions and plotting. Now, there's something about musicals where you can be, like, whimsical in a different way. As we saw with Cats, as a movie, that does not work. No. But the play has less of a plot than the movie yes. way less yes. and works perfectly if you're into that kind of thing. Right. Which I used to be I actually used to love cats. Yep. Um, yep.
1: We know we, we have the episode. Lots of people love cats, Dan.
0: Lots of people love cats. Yep. We're not going to get back into it. It's more a with bad do- movie. More
1: of a dogs guy myself.
0: Okay. I mean, another retreat, retread conversation, but I agree. All right.
1: Good. Um, Secret life of pets too. Quality film.
0: As a plot, as a narrative, like very, I just was very upset by all this. Not yeah, the people this
1: movie wants you to feel for is not who the plot has dictated you should feel for. <laughs> <laughs> now, it, I the think people you to feel for is Connor's family, right? And that's all. I th- <laughs> <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> you're so right everyone else you're so right is truly it being about the worst evan hansen evan terrible his best asian friend terrible indian are indians not okay anyway uh (laughs) fucking uh the the his his black friend who utilizes connor suicide to make a bunch of social media clout and then yeah what her redemption arc is that she realizes evan's a liar terrible um Julianne Moore. Amazing performance. Yeah, terrible. Terrible character. Mother. Awful. <laughs> yeah.
0: But and yet, our focal point into the film is Evan Hansen. Yeah. And and this a is ge- where Jerry curled Ben Platt. This is where it does things not fall look apart. like that in real life right. nor in the play. No. So let's get a few things straight that make this movie deeply upsetting to me. The first of which is that Ben Platt is a fucking old man. Yeah. Uh, he's and, and this isn't like and a, my old man. He's younger than us, but <laughs> this isn't like a pen one five situation. Yeah. Where it's like these are old people ironically playing children. No, this is literally a grown yeah. gay man. Yeah. Being portrayed as a predatory, straight, anxiety ridden teenager.
1: Yeah. This is see Thomas Howell doing teen face.
0: And the reason I mentioned that he's gay is not as a like a a slight against that as a character. It's just the fact that this movie portrays him as like hounding for a young girl.
1: Yes. Very young.
0: And also, and that young
1: girl being, uh, the junkie minor girl from dope
0: sick. And uh, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a complete asshole here, but like his voice, he, you can tell he's stifling. What is a much more effeminate voice. Well, I feel like it's one of
1: those situations where it's like on a you know, play, in plays, everyone's like mannerisms are always very exaggerated because they have to play to the back of the room. And like, you can tell this is a dude who has played this role for five straight years, trying to like subdue his tics that he's built into the character to make it play on film and just being extremely unsuccessful because it's just. Like, he's basically, play the first 20 minutes, I was like, okay, Evan Hansen's autistic.
0: Right, 100%. Turns out, no, he's just anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious. I'm anxious as shit. Well, look, this is going to get into a lot of different things that I hate about this movie and the story that it told. Which is that Evan Hansen's main issue, as set up in the first 10 minutes of this movie, which... Uh, all the emojis that I sent you about like floating yeah. were all done the, in the first 10 minutes <laughs> because I was like, oh my God. So they, they portray Evan Hansen as riddled with anxiety in the first 10 minutes of this movie. They show him um, so riddled with anxiety that he ends up hiding in a bathroom stall, spilling his pills everywhere, and then eating them off the floor. Yeah. Um, they that met- I relate to. They mention that he cannot get delivery food to his house because he's so anxious that he doesn't know if he can speak to the delivery driver. Classic. Yet, this movie portrays a situation in which he headfirst blasts himself into the most anxiety-inducing lies and situations you could ever imagine. He runs
1: a large-scale scam.
0: Yes, which a person crippled with anxiety yeah. could never yeah. do.
1: Yeah, in which he's constantly getting nothing but attention from all strangers. Which a
0: person with anxiety would never want. Yeah. So the problem with this movie... Well, well what he
1: wants, Dan, is parents.
0: I know that. But the way he gets them is pretty roundabout, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, like, dude, and like, his mom is like really nice, yeah, dude. It, it's like one of those
1: movies where, like, at the end... You find out that the reason for everything is like this extremely long, convoluted plot that, like, they could have gotten there in such a more A to B way. Like, but like, that's the ending twist. This is instead of that, that is the premise of this movie rather than being the twist at the end. Is <laughs> that like, this guy did the most despicable, elaborate, roundabout way to like get a father figure?
0: Yeah. And then loses <laughs> and it then, all. And then bang a dead bang kid's a child. D- a dead. Or, I'll dude, so, dude, the implications in this movie were so. Unsetting. It's incredibly unnerving. <laughs> so, in the first ten minutes, I'm convinced that this is a school shooter movie. Yeah, convinced that Evan Hansen's gonna buy. A convinced
1: gun. and rooting for. Um, and this then we, movie could have been what Elephant was supposed to be.
0: And then we fucking kick the door open straight to a song about anxiety. Yeah. He's like, I'm anxious. Yeah, that's what I need. I'm that's anxious. what I need for my like
1: small, brief window of reprieve and entertainment at the end of the night is a fucking song about what I feel 98% of my wake hours.
0: I was so stressed watching this. (laughs) Like, every... I would say of the eight songs presented, six of them were about anxiety. And
1: and And, yet... And two of them were about how sorry he is, but also how he still wants to hang out with people he's betrayed a lot.
0: (laughs) And yet... The minute that Evan Hansen's scheme kicks off and that he is essentially taking credit for being Connor's best friend... It's worth
1: noting that he gets thrust into this situation. He doesn't actively plan it, but right. he okay. certainly
0: doesn't put any, any brakes in motion to keep the train from going off the track. Now, this is where a lot of the arguments took place in my household about this movie, which is like, is he thrust into it versus... Is he creating this world for himself? Okay, you could argue that he is thrust into it. Many times in this movie, he is put in a position where he's just yes and, like just agreeing with people who are talking at him being like, oh, and you, you know, you and Connor probably went out all the time together, didn't you? And you'd be like, oh, yeah. And yeah. you'd be like, oh, well, well, that means you're best friends. So like, hey, you know, you must have like gone on a boat together once, right? And yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we did the, the boat trip. They're like, you broke your arm in an, uh, off a tree. So Connor took you to the orchards.
1: And I was just like, there is throwing information. They're, th- at they're <laughs> literally <laughs>
0: filling him with exposition. So yeah, there is that look. But also, if you're crippled with anxiety, you're going to get out of that situation right away. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah.
1: And yeah. I, I I think that... There's also a way to read this where Evan killed Connor.
0: Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Where... Okay, so... And we need to go a little more micro here. So there there is the scene at which Evan's written the letter to himself, right? Yeah. And he is printing it out at the library, and Connor is there having ostensibly, like, a meltdown to begin with. And he's on his last legs before his suicide, essentially. And he ends up getting... Um, Evan's letter by accident from the printer that letter is like dear Evan Hansen you're gonna have a great day today you're gonna do this you're gonna get enough um, courage to talk to Zoe who's uh, Connor's bro- uh, sister, sister in real yeah um, and Connor picks up the letter and reads it and it, it, obviously it's very confusing and,
1: and worth noting is that until he picks up this letter they're kind of shipping that Evan and Connor are about to become friends
0: Sure, there is like a a hint that maybe they could have something in common. Yeah,
1: like they're both like the outcasts until Connor sure. finds out that Evan is just like writing feeding, a creep furiously beating his meat to his little sister. Okay, so and like p- emphasis on little sister.
0: Yeah, she's very childlike, yeah. and it's very upsetting throughout the whole movie to watch her interacting with Evan, especially yeah, who, he's who's like her grandfather.
1: He's twenty eight. <laughs> He's 28 with jerry
0: curls. <laughs> he has an outright jerry curl and a receding hairline. It's yeah, not a it good look. It is book. wild. Um, and is in high school. Yeah. Um, the, the wrinkles, and,
1: and whenever he emotes, the wrinkles around his eyes are
0: incredible. And in interviews, he argued that because the actors from Greece were old, that yeah. he could do it, which, by the way. Yeah. Grease, killer Paul. Greece is notorious for that. Yeah, like, right. People use Greece as the example of these are the oldest people you could ever say are high schoolers. Yeah, straight up, like yeah. that's the that's the jump the shark um, prototype yeah. of that cliche. And is that, is, what, is that what you
1: want? Is this to be Greece? Greece, the movie. <laughs>
0: Um, okay, so um, when Connor reads the letter that Evan Hansen wait, has wait, written quick, quick to... aside, the first ever record
1: I ever owned was the Grease soundtrack.
0: I mean, I love Grease. I was in Grease twice. <sighs> Who'd you play? Not Danny Zuko. I was not Danny Zuko ever. I was like a different... I was like literally in the chorus once, and mm-hmm. then at my Jew camp, I was... Uh, Kinicki. Oh, because I was a little rough around the edges, yeah. my guy. Yeah. Um. So, with this fucking movie, <laughs> um, and not Greece, he looks like an old man, and it's just yeah. And also, everyone in Greece is old. It's not a situation where John right. Travolta's old and
1: everyone else is thirteen. And like,
0: meanwhile, like I'm watching this movie, my wife is actively trying to gaslight me into believing that he looks like a high schooler. What? And she's just like, Yeah, just I don't I wouldn't have even noticed. And I was like What? So this is where I'm gonna tell you what happened. I saw that guy at the biscuits last week. So the, <laughs> so this is well, you definitely saw him in Humphreys. Um <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt. Um this is where I'm gonna have yeah, to tell as you as a
1: drum tech.
0: <laughs> this is where I'm gonna have to tell you that like some really fucked up shit happened when I was watching this movie in my marriage, man. All
1: right,
0: we're all like right. we're like so last night we were doing hour two. An hour or two of this movie kicks off with Evan Hansen going viral after having made a speech to his yeah, class. Which I have a note where if there's one thing Dan loves, it's a montage of emails
1: being sent. Dude,
0: <laughs> dude I, I, it was like not only that, but it was so woke and so Gen Zed up, and yeah. was like thousands of computer screens happening yeah. simultaneously. And it was, was all the, hell. it was all the like
1: reacts on
0: YouTube. Like I was like, oh, dude. Th- this is when they imitate YouTube culture and yeah. movies. I, and they did that dude in free guy. Oh my oh, yeah. God. dude! Oh yeah. There was a montage in free guy where I was like, I will die now.
1: Same in a, uh, did
0: now. you ever end up watching guns akimbo? No.
1: Guns no. akimbo. You need to watch <laughs> that movie.
0: I don't want to watch any movie where this happens. I hate this. Yeah, but
1: they do it. In a hilarious way. Okay, fine. Where it's like everyone in YouTube culture is there rooting for people to like...
0: No movie should do intra-media unless it's RoboCop. RoboCop is the only movie to ever do spliced media correctly. I will die on that hill.
1: Shout out to Guns Akimbo. Um,
0: Oh, and Hot Rod. In Hot Rod, they they pan to a (laughs) TV at one point, and a news reporter is just going, The dog walked himself home, ate a pizza, and took a nap. One of my favorite (laughs) lines ever. Throwaway lines ever. Yeah. Um, all right, um, so uh, Dear Ivan Hansen um, ends up with his letter that he wrote to himself as a therapist-appointed uh, activity. It gets into Connor's hands, and Connor interprets it all wrong. He's, he doesn't know how to interpret and, and it.
1: And this is what happened in your marriage.
0: Oh, oh, I didn't even get to that. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, no, we got to a point last night where in the second hour I had to pause it, and I was like, I... I'm running a podcast the purpose of which is to lol about this movie and like you are enjoying this and I get that and like your opinion matters all opinions matter you are valid but I am taking hundreds of notes about how stupid this movie is and you're very much interfering with like my thought process around that and like I had to by like defending it oh at every dude at every point everything that happened in the movie she'd be like be like you know some people they just like can't find their way in high school i was like dude i know that yeah i wanted i wanted to kill myself in high school so i'm fully aware of
1: what a what a thing to come out of that (laughs) person
0: like my wife had the most pleasant high school experience ever like mine was total trauma she's
1: she's like dan did you know that some people have a hard time
0: sometimes So like we're watching it and, and 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 like you know dude it'll be like um Evan Hansen then is lying to the parents about having like uh like gone to an apple orchard and they like develop a, an organization to fix up the orchard that he fictionally said he was spending time with Conrad and my wife's like this is what people do in high school they create foundations and I was like <laughs> I was like dude I need this what? to be over with with you. What high school? My wife was like, thought that this movie is very realistic, Dan. Very realistic, and and I gave this, it to her on multiple fronts. I was like, yes, people do do things like this. They create like uh, you know, uh, foundations for the kids to yeah, get killed yeah, for yeah, blah blah yeah, blah. blah yeah. Tragedy happens, yeah. and like,
1: but I, I've I've always. But in my this head, movie is not about it, that. In my head, I've always had like, not a caricature, but like, it. it I guess a caricaturizes an envisionment of what it's like to like grow up in like Westchester, New York, and what school must be oh, like there. Me too. And from
0: hearing it from Rachel too, it's all—it's just all Jews named like Stephen.
1: And like the idea of being like, oh yeah, in high Richard. school we just start foundations. I'm like, yeah, that tracks because like, what else do you have to do?
0: I when I was in high school. Um, Again, just imagine from Euphoria, but like only the bad parts. But my mom never caught me, so less arguments. Um, but um, when I was like a mess in high school, I would always come in and be like blasted at like 10 a.m. in, at like in class. And the girls who are into um, CSO, community service organization, okay. they would go on and on about like – especially back then, Dubai – There was Mm -hmm. the genocide Mm happening. No, not Dubai. I'm sorry. Yeah, Um,
1: definitely not Dubai. Not Dubai. What am I thinking of?
0: Yeah. Mm, Was it the Rwandan genocide at that point? I think it was maybe, but like there was one that was happening right then and there. Like when I was like in my junior year of high school and this girl coming in and like talk about it every single day. And I was like, this is like, you're literally bumming me the fuck out. And also like, don't you have something better to do with your free time than community service?
1: Alright, so Dan, on record <laughs> against
0: community service... When I was 16 and on drugs, yeah. I mean, sure. I was like, dude, this is what you want to do with your free time is fucking community service projects. Yeah. When I
1: was... Uh, Lame. Uh, my college had a community service requirement for uh, freshmen. Um, and that was in addition to the court-mandated community service I had to do at the time for getting caught underage drinking. But... Um, similarly blazed, I did... Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, was the human shield for the women entering the abortion clinics from, like, the Christian protesters. That's dope. I did, think, <laughs>
0: I did things like that. Like, I took a bus to protest George W. Bush and like, in Washington, D.C. and Hell shit. Oh yeah, brother. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, ugh, there's just, like, that. But
1: Rwanda's where you draw
0: the line. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been there.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially now that John Don Cheadle's involved and he's been... I've never seen that movie. Don... You've never seen Hotel Rwanda? No. Well... Don
0: Cheadle's canceled on this podcast, so. Uh, He is, so (laughs) don't have to worry about doing that one up next. That's for sure. (laughs) Honestly, Don Cheadle should be facing tremendous (laughs) Last Duel-esque whiplash right now from Space Jam 2 and has not received any of it. uh, Take that man's flowers away. LeBron getting
1: nominated for Razzies while Don Cheadle just skated by. Are you kidding?
0: Don Cheadle should have his own category yeah, at the Razzling He was dressed like
1: Puff Daddy in a video in 1997.
0: Let's not get back into it. It's getting me even more upset than I already am.
1: All right, so your wife loves musicals.
0: No, she doesn't, and she hated the music. <laughs> okay. Um. Again, like, like I said- Also worth noting,
1: uh, songbook to this movie won. Be- <laughs> youngest
0: composer to no, ever oh, win best songbook okay. at the Tonys. I'm going to agree 100% um, with my wife here um, about this because- while my only positive takeaway from this film was the angelic voice of one Mr. Ben Platt, which she thought was the, like not worth mentioning whatsoever, um, we both agree that this music is firmly in the category of whatever that genre of music is that's like, for you, for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Please say yes. Like pop punk? Yeah. No, punk. It's like garbage pop rock, like folk rock. Okay. It's all like, like, like tween pop? No, it's like um imagine the area between like imagine dragons and um the song that goes for you. I, I don't know. And there's always what like a man in a wing. Like. Come on, man. Do I have to look at all right, I'm gonna look it up. Just real quick. There might be a little cell phone interference. Don't listen
1: to a word I say.
0: Is that the same song? No, I just like that song. No, but that's the same category. Okay. That's so not punk.
1: Sure. No, no. Okay, that's the category. Your vocal style made me think you were singing like a Newfound Glory type thing. No,
0: but okay. All right, here we go. This is the song. This is the category in which this movie, it's like, Rachel's dad loves this music. It's like um, what you'd hear but in like the, a coffee shop. It's like adult contemporary yes sure that's, that's very possibly it but it's always like a, a folky male and female singer right like right. tambourines well, well. this could have been in this movie so
1: it's that Avicii song I don't know so wake me up with <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this is just like Mumford and Sons bullshit
0: Mumford and Sons that's yeah, a good choice right? Like someone's screaming at the radio pop folk Yes. Yeah. Yeah, trash music. So the entire fucking movie was that style of music. Yeah, it's and like
1: it's like the musical equivalent of a Starbucks biscotti.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and there wasn't a, a single... Like, Rachel and I are really musical people. Like, when yeah. we watch a movie or watch a music video, she and I always have, like, a song stuck in our heads that we always are, like, sharing. Like, oh, what's stuck in your head, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no... Uh, Dan, I, I I scrutinized this movie. I wrote eight pages of notes on it. I don't remember a single fucking melody from this film. Do you? Of the songs? Yeah. No, no. The songs. They're, they're terrible.
1: The only thing. I hate musicals so much, Dan, but the only thing I have <laughs> to latch onto is, like, the, the music. Because, like, you know, if you watch, like. Same. If I watch, like, West Side Story, like, yeah, West Side Story on its own is, like, okay, it's Romeo and Juliet. That's fine. But, like, when I watch West Side Story. I've watched it a hundred times because the music is so fucking sick. Exactly. The music in this movie. You think I cared about the plot of the music, man? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? right. But the music. Or it was like, about pool. S- Sweeney Todd. Cool plot. Cooler songs. Right. Uh, Little Shop of Horror. Yeah. Cool, cool songs, songs. And cool and plot. No plot. Yeah. I saw. Probably uh, the greatest musical I ever. I saw Little Shop of Horrors at the theater up the road from here. The Man Young Theater. I a will couple see years that
0: ago. play any fucking day of the week. I love it. Uh, um, and the movie. Yeah,
1: love it. This. The music was so trite. Completely. Yeah. Just just pandering to modern sensibility garbage
0: it's the music that you're sweatily and awkwardly changing your clothes to in a changing room yeah at cole's. when i read
1: when i read that this one best song book i was just like dude that is pure pandering to the lyrical w- content was that
0: where was that at the coles award show at the music? tony at the tony's is this the every year where coles gives out awards for their favorite songs they played in their changing rooms Cause that's what this entire yeah, musical yeah. sounded
1: like. Yeah, it's uh, I there's a there's a genre that I, Cat and I tend to refer to as Kmart music, even though Kmart hasn't been a store in right. fucking forever. It's no like, decent
0: person has been in a Kmart in about yeah, twenty years. But it's f- <laughs> for sure, Kmart music. You're only in a Kmart to like clean up blood, <laughs> in their bathroom that's
1: like on you for some reason so like it started as uh when i was a kid there was a, a discount outlet called value city Oof. where it was all like wholesale overstock shit sure and you know i my parents would go there and look at suits and shit and whatever and i'd be there all day and they'd always play like ever clear songs and like so the, i, I th- see it as value city music you're
0: singing music, um, yeah, the music in this movie was terrible, yeah. It
1: just tr- dude, it had like very mi- there's like no chord changes, it would just be like this driving electric drum beat, and just like Evan Hansen cry singing, and then like <laughs> constantly interspersed with dialogue. So that there was yeah, never yeah. any way for any of the songs to have any momentum. People so that then when he did have momentum, it was so out of
0: place singing like this, yeah. But we had a good time that time, didn't we, or was it? Another time that we were at the park, and then it was like, dude, it was really crazy. And they really
1: ship for the first hour and forty-five minutes or hour and a half. That Evan Hansen is the only one who lives in musical world, and he's the only one who sings. Right. And then out of nowhere, like Julianne Moore starts being like, and I was a terrible mother.
0: (laughs) That song was I wish I didn't give
1: you those pills.
0: Um. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, another topic of discussion that kept coming up between my wife and I watching this movie it's is how like, did they get real actors <laughs> what like what was and what wasn't reality in terms of the singing um, and my wife was like fixated on the fact that like it wasn't meant to be scrutinized or thought about at any level but like for example one of the most harrowing scenes of this movie is when during um, the memorial for Connor at this point Evan is pretending to be his lifelong best friend, basically, and has lied to his family to no end about how close they were.
1: Never and mind that he um, immediately had already told his mom that he didn't know the kid. Yeah,
0: that was a weird flash. The mom. It would have ca- been very easy to just lie. To catches him in a lie immediately.
1: Yeah. And he's just like, "Well, it's because you don't, because you don't support me, so I couldn't tell you I had a best friend." <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it was incredibly. He was stupid. also terrible. To like, his how mom. did Julianne Moore like? well respected actress Julianne Moore not be like walk offset at that point and be like, I can't my agent is fired.
0: Thankfully she was only in the movie for eight minutes, so her presence was felt. Yeah, she was just there to be poor. And and treated terribly by everyone. And
1: and like very rude to a family that's offering to send her kid to college. So
0: rude. <laughs> so bizarre. Um but Connor does lie I mean, uh Evan does lie that far to the point at which the family of the person he's pretending to know after having suicided himself Offers to pay for his college Yeah, And that and many more Adams, moments uh, Amy yeah. Adams Looks old in this movie Amy Adams gained weight To play the mother of teenagers For this film Is
1: that why she gained weight? Yeah. That wasn't just circumstance? Nope Because of COVID? No what a fucking... That seems like a PR move. What a mistake. That seems like a... Why do that? That seems like a serious uh, P, PR... Also, the husband was in fantastic shape. Yeah, that seems like Amy Adams gained weight and then was like, I need a spin on this.
0: <laughs> the people who made this movie are aware some people are in shape after having children. I was...
1: I, I, I looked up how old Amy Adams was mm-hmm. as a result of this because I was like, Amy Adams can't play a teenager's mother. And I was shocked at the number that I found.
0: How old is she? She's 47. Yeah, she's yeah, she's up there. I would, have guessed, I would have said like 43. I would have guessed like 35. Amy Adams is a terrible actress. I'm going to say that right now. And I, like, I'm like i sure there are plenty of fantastic movies that do star her. I've seen some of them. Um, the one with Christian Bale in the 70s is fantastic. And she was so hot in it. Um, what is that? American Hustle.
1: Oh, yeah. That is that what was, that's called? Yeah, I think I, so. With Matthew McConaughey? That movie's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Great movie. Christian Bale's in that movie. Not Matthew McConaughey.
1: What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Dallas. Dallas Buyers Club. Yep.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. So, oh, that's so unrelated. No. American <laughs> Hustle
1: was that super fucking stylized. It was the David day. O. Russell movie. Yeah. No, I didn't like that
0: movie either. What? Yeah, that movie sucked. What? Yeah. That was a great it's movie. Stupid. With Christian Bale yeah. balding and fat. Yeah, no, fuck that. No, that's a good that, that's a good movie. That. Anyway, she's a terrible actress. Like, her low Lane thing really I made mean, me sick, and this is just... The master, dude? Dude, fuck off. <laughs> fuck Amy Adams. One of the she's... highest
1: paid actresses in Hollywood.
0: I would say she's now at the top of the NBC EU uh, enemies list for me. Beyond Naomi Watts. Oh, she... oh, her and Naomi Watts are neck and neck. Really? From this trash pile, dude? Who would do this? That's what I kept thinking while I was watching this movie. do. you, you want to know? Who would do yeah, any I thought of thought that this? a lot.
1: You want to know who would do this? Is all these fucking New York elite yeah. Hollywood liberals. 100 Who saw the play and were moved by the play yeah. and were
0: like, I would love to be in part, a part of this. This is important. Same as Last Duel in my mind. Faux, New Age, garbage. And this was that times a trillion. This was like if The Last Duel was like seeing the sun from Earth. This was like slamming straight into the face of the sun.
1: How was your experience watching this compared to Cats?
0: Cats, the musical Cats? Yeah. Um I I I know this is like a unique perspective obviously, but I was I was horrified by this movie. Horrified. Horrified. Like I I told you I screamed. There's a scene in this movie where well, first of all, one of two two scenes I actually audibly gasped. <laughs> the first is when Evan Hansen after having lied to the point where he has duped thousand plus people into believing that he was best friends millions he goes into he's viral
1: yeah super Uh, viral millions
0: and again like to get back to that conversation we were having before though like him going viral wasn't because he sang a song on stage. It was because he gave a speech. Yeah. And they confirmed that multiple times. Oh, my times. God. And is that when... So what I'm saying is the singing, I don't know if it's diegetic, non-diegetic, what to say about it, but, like, the singing is fictional. Right. None of the singing ever happens. The only song that actually existed in the universe of Dear Evan Hansen was the one that we see Connor play on tape from Rehab on a right. guitar. Right. Every other song in the movie was fiction. Everything was imagined. The messaging
1: um, of the song is what happened.
0: Oh, well, every single song had plot points in it, which was also excruciating. Like one of
1: them was literally like excruciating. I wrote a letter to myself, and then I took advantage of your (laughs) kindness, and now I'm going to college for free,
0: Um, because of your grief. Um, the other thing, there's okay, Uh, dude. The two aspects of the singing too that really upset me, really upset me, is how many times they zoom into Ben Platt slash Evan Hansen's dead black shark eyes (laughs) while he's singing these songs. And his neck veins are fucking bulging out of his body. Because again, like you said, no, not even that. He's used to projecting these things to the back of a room. Yeah. So his singing style, which I'm assuming while he lip synced these songs, he was singing. Yeah. So that it would look real. this man has actual muscles developed in his neck and throat to project Broadway-level singing. And so, but the way that that translates in a movie where you're doing an ECU on every fucking song three inches from Evan Hansen's face is that he is the bulging fucking face meme. He's like, literally, dude, you see the blood fucking boiling in his body when he's singing.
1: (laughs) I also found it extremely harrowing the way that him going viral... Um, and then, like the charity going
0: viral, yeah. led to just like the parents being <laughs> harassed by the entire. I Dan, internet. and and my wife again. My wife was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, this doesn't even make sense." <laughs> That's horrible. So okay, so all right, let's talk about that. So Evan Hansen creates and helps to co-chair an entire charity organization over the person he's pretending to have been friends with, who suicided himself. That gets so escalated and elevated to the point where he goes viral for giving a speech at the memorial. Millions of people chime in in an absolute for, for skin shreddingly cringe. Singing a speech. YouTube montage. No, not singing a speech. All right, now I'm going to get into it with you. There was no singing. That happened during that speech. Zero singing. You don't think he was sing-songing nope. the speech? Okay. No, no, because he can't sing, Dan. like he can't sing right? like in the world of the film and this is why Rachel and I were like fighting about it at one point Evan Hansen is an introvert anxiety riddled freak like that is the way they portray him in no world is he a Broadway singer is he Ben Platt is he this talented if you heard that man sing in any setting you'd be like that dude is is the fucking man yeah you'd be like that is the most talented person i'm 17 dan i'm in high school yeah everyone around me is a fucking idiot yeah right this guy has the voice of a fucking god yeah right so at no point and uh, just so the listeners are clear i'm what i'm saying is that in musicals people are sometimes unaware from a universe perspective that anyone is singing like There are musicals like Cats, where I would argue they know that they're singing. They're performing. They're singing a song to each other about this. I'm this kind of cat, blah, blah, blah. It could be argued that many different musicals, the singing is real. I would argue that things like Rent, more serious musicals. Bye Bye Birdie. During the telephone
1: hour, they are not actually singing.
0: Exactly. It's just to represent a game of phone tag. Now, the speech that we're talking about. Evan Hansen goes on stage. This is great because we started this episode with ASMR, so I'm just going to do this really quick. Evan Hansen goes on stage to give a um, speech about this fabled time that we've heard so much about where Evan Hansen... Now, everybody, please keep this in mind. Where Evan Hansen... Let's say, if there's one positive memory that Evan Hansen as a character has, it's of the day that he went to the forest and broke his arm. Now, again, Rachel argued with me kind of about... That being true, but in my opinion, I think that anytime Evan Hansen is stressed out in this movie, he pictures being in the woods the day that he broke his arm. This is a fabled thing we've heard about a hundred yeah. times in this movie. I am going to argue that the filmmakers wanted you to think that that was a positive memory for Evan because, in right. his worst, a hundred, 100%. At his, okay, 100%. Yeah, so yeah, without good, good to hear that. Yeah. So, So, basically, they keep showing throughout this movie, and this is going to come important, so important later in this podcast, but they show you 20 times, arguably, in this movie a memory that Evan has of being in the, again, as Dan said, he has a cast in this movie. They're shipping it
1: as if, like, this was his moment of courage of climbing the tree. Yes. Like, this is his memory of, like, the time that he just, like, drowned out all the noise and went to do
0: him. Right. Yeah. And and the funny thing about it is that like, you're being shown this character who's so deeply mentally troubled and the only reprieve that you receive during his absolute meltdown after meltdown is seeing the one day that he was able to find peace within himself, yeah. climb a tree. And yes, he did fall and break his arm, but he, in the way that they frame the movie, looks at that as a battle scar. Yeah. As a point of pride. It was out
1: of his own agency.
0: And they totally make that the case throughout the whole movie yeah. that, that, that it happened. So... When it comes to lying, and now just remember that story because it's going to come back later, but when it comes to lying, Evan Hansen, the first thing he does, which somebody would do with a positive memory, is link it to Connor. They say, well, tell us one thing you did with Connor, and the first thing he can come up with is, oh, well... I'm going to tell my tree story, but instead I'll make it so that Connor's with me. Right. So they'll think, oh, they'll be able to hear in my voice that that was the most positive day of my life. Right. And that I was there with my boy, Connor. Yeah. And so then he's told that story maybe five or six times in the movie at this point, and then he goes up on stage to do his speech that he goes viral for, and he gets up and he goes, um, one, one, one day me and Connor went to the... Went to the woods and we held each other's hands. We went to a tree. we went to the biggest tree. Oh, oh, oh! We went to the biggest tree and and we climbed. We climbed together. We, we were so happy. We and and then they cut to the audience right. Yeah. Everyone's horrified. Everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, Evan Hansen's being a fucking retard again!" And everybody pulls out their phones <laughs> yeah, right? right and they all start filming him. They're yeah. like, "Oh, look at this fucking guy's having yeah. a mental yeah. breakdown." Yeah. And then Evan's like, and then we became best friends. And then those friends did things together. So in, in like Rachel's mind, she's like, oh, he's going viral for singing this amazing song. But, and I, and this is the proof that there was no song. Right. But in every instance afterwards, yeah, they reference they the event. It, yeah. They say viral speech. Yep. They say speech over and over again. When you gave that speech. Clearly, if this boy went from going like this, I'm so scared, to singing like this, everyone would be like, that viral song. Yeah. That yeah. he sung about yeah. his boy, Connor. So in my opinion, w- without like,
1: Without question, in the universe of the movie, he did not sing a song there.
0: Right. But then the next problem happens, Dan, which is that now you as the viewer have to imagine what really happened. Yeah. So Which what did he, really happen? He
1: gathered his courage and fucking told and just a, gave a story. T- t- told, a, told, a, told a concise story <laughs> with emotional weight.
0: But that does not make sense. To it go came viral, ac- it Dan. came
1: across to everyone else as a dude who was incredibly choked up at his friend dying, right. and then like put it together to be like, and then this, and he told some fucking awesome like. Well, he retold this. St- because listen, the contents of the
0: song is the story. Yeah, right. We climbed a tree. Right. I fell. He took me to the hospital. Yeah. So really, he's telling a story. Maybe let's say he's being somewhat passionate, which again, someone with deep anxiety would never be able to get into this situation, let alone save this. It was probably
1: like first shared on like R slash like autism of like, look at how, (laughs) look at how this boy overcame his, his social dilemma.
0: I agree, Dan. And, and but but again like the the logic then falls apart in reverse which is like that just what doesn't make any sense um and now i want to get into what to me i still don't understand i need you to explain to me what i'm missing about the end ish of this movie as we're we're drifting
1: away we've drifted away both from is your marriage okay
0: yeah, we just argued about this movie a lot.
1: Okay, and, I I've told be, you everything.
0: That's it. Okay, and be the the fact that the reaction of all of this was to harass the parents. So no, we're getting there. So okay, listen, okay, cool. that that is the whole point of right, everything God. we've all been right. leading to. That's just, which is the thing insane. that I don't understand about this movie, and another logical fallacy, maybe that makes no sense. That's okay. not, not working for me. That you need to help me with. So okay. Evan Hansen becomes famous. Yeah. He goes viral. Yeah,
1: and not just, like, at school, he's big dick swinging, but, like, in the earth, he's also big dick swinging. There's, like, fake celebrities. And his his mom's grilling him, too, like, you weren't friends with that fucking kid. A little bit, And he's like, fuck you, mom.
0: He's like, I'm famous now, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Stay away from me. And she's like, coitus. Um... Evan Hansen is famous, and in his fame and glory... Um, he gets the girl. He gets the girl. So now, dear listener, Evan Hansen has fabricated a relationship with a suicided boy and is fucking his sister. While his parents
1: are now treating basically him as adopting yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And dumping all of their emotional baggage if, onto him. If
0: you want to see a musical, why would you want to see this It's so it's dark. fucking dark, dude. It's like, it's honestly on paper, from a narrative perspective, worse than like American Beauty. It's so yeah. dark. And
1: when I found out it that, is so dark. that the play, in the play, the ghost of Connor encourages him to do all of this, I was like, what? What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that is why I don't want to see the play, but also really want to see the play. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah well, the parents have a bad
0: time. <laughs> All right. So um, what then happens right before the parents have a bad time, because yeah. this is the catalyst to the parents having a bad time. And this is what I need you to help me break down. Yeah. So before we get to that, we have to introduce one more character into the film. Because the film has found that that is what needs to happen. Yeah. That character is the class president, uh, who is a uh, imac gor- gorgeous, ten out of ten, like immaculate mo- supermodel of a human being, who is this black chick who is just literally like smart, beautiful, genius, whatever. But she's, she's the head also of the class. she's
1: also a nerd. No one likes her either,
0: dude. The portrayal of this character of all is like the the fucking most egregious thing to me on on a, on a multiple fronts. Now this is a musical in which we've already heard four songs about anxiety, and then this girl comes around.
1: Yeah, I didn't listen to a single word of her song.
0: The, oh, dude, my
1: eyes glazed over as soon as she started. Oh, it.
0: dude, this was my song. <laughs> so for some reason, whoever wrote this musical has never experienced anxiety. That that to me is clear because the entire crux of the of the entire musical is that somebody would get embroiled further into public, physical and mental mayhem, which is something that anxiety. Someone who suffers from anxiety is going to bail out of right away and just be like, "I wrote the letter to myself. I'm a loser. Bye." <laughs> like I don't want it. I don't want this level of focus on me. I am falling apart as it is. Whereas Evan Hansen, when he is a at the forefront of lying to a hundred people, a million people, the world. And is famous for it is more confident than ever, which right. is like actually having anxiety. That's he's not like, how he's works. like suddenly
1: like macking it on. It, it's, on rem- it's bizarre. I would argue that he's if like you empowered cut, by all of the attention on
0: him. If you cut the first twenty minutes of this movie out, Dan, you would not really know that he was supposed to have anxiety. No, you would think he's just like Fonzie. Yeah. <laughs> And that's another huge problem. Or I like have he's with like this a movie. Ryan
1: Reynolds, like a Van Wilder esque sociopath.
0: The first twenty minutes of this movie sent him up like he's on basically on his deathbed. Yeah. <laughs> he Dan, he can't get delivery food. Yeah. Right. Can you imagine if I said to you, "I can't get delivery food," you'd be like, "It's intervention yeah. time." This
1: is a problem. I mean, the, the way I related to that because the way that like my parents discovered I had like anxiety issues as a kid was like one time my dad was like, "I was like, he was, they were like, we're getting pizza tonight. You call," and I was like, "I'm not calling." <laughs> And he was like, what do you mean, just call the pizza place, tell we want a large pie. And I, like, freaked out. And I was like, I can't, I can't call. And, like, we had, like, an hour-long fight of my dad being like, you're being ridiculous. Just, like, call the pizzeria. And I was just like, Well right. not. I'd rather not eat. Yeah.
0: No, I hear you. And would you have gotten on stage in front of 100 people and told a fake story about how you were best friends with somebody who you never knew and you went to a park together and climbed a tree? No, but I was
1: in Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um... <laughs> Anxiety! Um. So this girl comes in. Dude, if I had Zanax in middle school, I would have crushed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and snorted it. Um, <sighs> so uh, they introduce this girl. And she's uh, just a perfect human being. And she's like, this is like, dude, this, this shit offended me. They then... Like, I'm going to compare this to superhero movies. like when they try to
1: play Zooey Deschanel as, like, the fucking geek nerd that,
0: like, no one likes in Elf. Well, I mean, dude, this is um, the same uh, cliche as, like, she's all that, except in that movie they at least (laughs) put glasses on (laughs) her. Whereas this girl was just gorgeous, flat-out gorgeous. So this girl sits Evan Hansen down. Now, she's the head of the Connor Project, which is this faux organization they've created to honor Connor. And they're raising $100,000, is it, to fix up an orchard that Connor never went to with Evan Hansen, that Evan Hansen created an entire realm of fictions around. And, like,
1: also, what a leap of fucking logic that was from his parents. Like, Connor mentions, or fucking Evan mentions a tree one time, and Amy Adams is like, he took him to the orchard.
0: It's so funny. Gary,
1: he took him to the orchard. And Connor's just like, "Uh, uh, uh." she's like, yes. Tell me you went to the orchard.
0: Say it. Say you were at the orchard with my dead son. It's
1: so weird. God, it was like, uh, yeah, I
0: mean, there were trees there. So I guess arguably it's an orchard. Oh, you mean Connor was like, it was an orchard. (laughs) Me and him went walking too. We were holding hands that day. It was like, dude, dude. Okay, so. And even still
1: presenting it like. Yes, I fell twenty feet and broke my arm, but it's a positive memory. Your son
0: brought me to the hospital. The same one he OD'd in. Yeah,
1: and this, his parents are like really the hospital. They didn't call us when our minor son brought the an scene an assaulted minor where, where a
0: grieving family of a suicided boy is putting fictions into <laughs> Evan Hansen's mouth, which he is then singing about is next level cringe. <laughs> yeah, was, I don't know how you didn't levitate during this movie. That was my favorite. Song. I was fucking floating <laughs> during so many parts of this movie, dude. It's on its face like... Honestly, man? Like, like, Rachel was caught up in it, so as it was happening, yeah, I understand. It is sad. I understand that suicide is an upsetting topic. I understand all really? these things. Really? Because I couldn't tell from this movie. Um, But this movie, like, didn't respect any of those no. topics. The it, Jerry
1: curls are really what made it so that I couldn't levitate, dude. No matter what he was singing, uh, I was like, "Why do you look like fucking like uh like John Oates in
0: 1971?" He his f- he had the face of a piranha, <laughs> but like a Jerry curled wig on his head. It was I mean, th- dude, it, this movie upset me it a was lot.
1: Bizarre. It was like Lionel Richie esque. Like no one's hair is like that in this day and age. And in a movie that's shipping so much modernity.
0: My brother had that hair. But it was a lot of moose. He would put a lot of moose in there. Yeah, and, and how many would, years ago was then that? It there? Would shine his whole forehead up.
1: How many years ago was that? Uh, it's like thirty. This dude is like, <laughs> this dude is like, his he's dressing. Like, yeah, he's
0: also dressing like it's two thousand and two. He's like out of the righteous gems. <laughs> but he is. He's also supposed to be a nerd. But like, dude, they go. They, dude, this movie had. This movie was not written by a nerd nor a person with anxiety. Yeah. The outcast All right, anyway, back to this girl though because this yeah. this girl encapsulates what is so wrong-handed about it, right? So you've again, you've heard seven songs about anxiety. She sings her song, yeah. right? And now she and Connor basically find out that they have something in common. She goes, "Connor, I have something or, or not Connor, Evan. She's like, "I have something in common with you." He's like, "Oh, what?" Now this is where they take anxiety in the <laughs> She's movie. like, "We
1: both fucked Connor."
0: <laughs> And they turn it into, like, a superpower. <laughs> because the song that she sings is called, I think it was Anxiety Anonymous. Yeah. Um, And essentially, she's, she sits him down. She's like, listen, me and you are the same. And he's like, okay, I'm a 29-year-old gay man <laughs> in a child's body. And you're a 10 out of 10 model. And the head of our class, what do we have in common? Yeah. And she goes, we are both suffering. <laughs> And he's like, wait, what do you mean? What do you know about suffering? And she's like, she's like, we're I... buying this
1: trash movie. <laughs>
0: she's like, I am anxiety anonymous. And then she's like, anxiety, anonymous, you can't see me. Nobody sees me because yeah. I'm anxious. I guess I did
1: listen to some so of her. Her whole vibe is that like her all, vibe all, is all that, of her over activities is like a, a mask it, for her yes, fucking yes. crippling anxiety, which like, God, I wish that was my how my crippling anxiety manifests. But manifested here's
0: where we're like I mean,
1: getting shit done. <laughs>
0: Not only is that incorrect, instead of hiding. but here is where that falls apart. And
1: sabotaging all of the exactly. obligations. But
0: that's anxiety, Dan. That's anxiety.
1: Like what she's sh- like, God, I'm so anxious. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start an organization about exactly, it. Exactly,
0: dude. That's the whole vibe of this movie, and it doesn't make sense. Like, this podcast, if anything, if we know anything about anything, the two of us have terrible crippling anxiety, and nothing in this movie that anybody said or did about anxiety lined up with my And I would say your view of it in that, for example, like her vibe in that song is like, I am anxiety anon, meaning like no one would know it, but I'm anxious. That is not how anxiety manifests itself. If you have crippling anxiety, you other people notice it because when they're out to dinner and they look over, you're just an empty chair. (laughs) Like it's (laughs) it's not like. It's not like something you can hide. It manifests yeah. itself in every part of your life. Now, now maybe she, she and Evan and the writers of this play are conflating manic depression and even bipolar syndrome when it comes to Evan because he's yeah. fucking psychotic, <laughs> Dan. But, like, anxiety is so misrepresented in this movie yeah. and, and woefully and irresponsibly used to explain things that don't make yeah. sense.
1: Anxiety is, like the biggest scapegoat (laughs) for every reprehensible dude like if i could get away with half the shit to blame it on my anxiety as evan hansen and every character does in this movie i'd be president right now (laughs) like i would be a god if i if if i could blame even a fraction if i could blame a fraction of my mistakes on just anxiety (laughs) I do think it's worth noting that anxiety does manifest itself in different ways. Yes, I I, I do too, but this is not one of them. And, you know, ours just happen to also be mixed with the fact that, like, we're generally negative
0: people. (laughs) Right. So. Well, that's our manic suppression Not
1: Yeah, right. Not to, like, imply that it's impossible that a class president could have anxiety.
0: Sure. But. Okay, okay, yeah, sure. But. But this is stretching that that idea to its zenith. That this would not. Hold so little weight
1: if we it wasn't preceded by an hour and a half of very egregious characterizations of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, right. Like like, it's literally (laughs) like Evans, like it's like the cops like catching burying Connor's body, and he's like, "Well, do you ever know what it's like to feel stressed on a crowded subway?" And they're like, oh, fuck, we got to give this guy a break. (laughs) I think this dude needs help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's blood dripping down his hands, and they're like, oh, man, he's having a hard time.
0: So, like, yeah, this movie is is, is irresponsible about anxiety, in my opinion. Now... (laughs) I will agree with you, like, it does manifest it itself. It hurts us, dude. In a world where we actually have to, like,
1: blame problems in our lives on anxiety sometimes, right. like, this movie presents anxiety as, like,
0: <laughs> if I was someone who had, it's something like... As you could ch- that you could channel into, yeah. like, becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like if insane. I could... Dude, if I had no concept whatsoever
1: of, like, anxiety disorders and went into this movie, I'd be like, wow, all those people complaining about anxiety are
0: really full of shit. Yeah. Like, it, it, it does a disservice to many people, this movie, dude. It's really disgusting. <laughs> I mean, like, I thought that there were some really reprehensible shit in this movie. And and, and truly, like, I get that it, it, Here's my final comment about R.E. Rachel in this experience. <laughs> I don't blame her for any of this shit because mo- the most important thing is that this movie is using high-level um, manipulation... of emotions through sheer sadness that that the movie's plot is about suicide gives it this badge to kind of like run in a direction that is so that is basically like ostensibly like a curb your enthusiasm episode (laughs) where where somebody where somebody like awkward's their way into a nightmare but 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 it's no matter
1: what it's tethered to a very direct and serious track
0: right but (laughs) but also like more importantly, like, Larry David is a millionaire who has, like, a lot of confidence, and he doesn't, on curb or in real life, hamper himself over anxiety. What really this resembles most is, like, Woody Allen. Yeah. is like when you watch a Woody Allen movie and you're like, oh, I'm watching a person who can't function right. in society. right. That is painful. Yeah. And like, but this is not
1: a comedy. Yeah, but also what I'm watching are two grieving parents be harassed by strangers on the
0: internet. (laughs) Again, we're we're getting to that point. And the way that we get there is that um, this girl who sings her anxiety song, Anxiety Anon, becomes uh, a little bit like weary of Evan Hansen and their business relationship. She's (laughs) starting to kind of see that there are cracks in his story. She's putting the pieces together.
1: But... She's a real Daniel Craig in Knives Out.
0: But, and this is like, I don't even fucking... Oh, I think I finally get it. Oh, I solved it before I could even ask you. Okay. But but really what ends up happening is that this girl um, gets a hold of the original Evan Hansen letter, yep. which is not public knowledge, which to everyone else in this movie is a suicide note. It's Connor's suicide yeah. note to Evan. Yep. When in reality, it's Evan's letter to himself. Yeah. Um, also the fact that- But it's that never e- been e- released. The fact that
1: everyone didn't jump to their gay lovers, is completely
0: unrealistic for a high school. They literally, they fourth wall broke in this movie to tell the viewer that it's no homo.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: There's a scene in this movie <laughs> where the characters look at the screen and they're like, this shit is not gay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm dead serious. Like, and they confirm it and you're like, okay, all right, fine. Okay. All right. And then like, <laughs> it's never brought up. Yeah. But like any guy who's like me and my friend, were at the orchard. <laughs> like you are, you are gay. Yeah. Why are you gay?
1: Yeah, your parents are lovely, and you addressed your suicide note to a fucking <laughs> an anxious Jew in like high school.
0: Me and my lover went to the orchard.
1: And when I read when I read the Wikipedia
0: synopsis, I sing a song about it to his sister when I'm banging her. <laughs> I was trying to
1: understand exactly what Connor and Evan's relationship is, uh-huh. and it was like Connor signs Evan's cask sarcastically. I'm like, you he signed it sarcastically, like. Like that moment, what? Yeah, (laughs) there was a moment where that seemed like kind of like Connor was like feeling bad for him. It was being a good guy,
0: and dude, they they, with the gay stuff. Like, there's then there's the point at which Evan Hansen. Writes hundreds of fictitious emails between the two of oh, them yeah. about how they yeah. are absolutely best friends. They share everything yeah, in the that world. that was
1: when they took it to a different level where I was like, alright, this is not anxiety. Because like, I could...
0: No, it's psychotic. Wait, wait, That's that, psychotic there, there behavior. There is a stretch
1: I could make where out of my desire to avoid conflict, I could just be like, alright, yeah, fine, uh, sure. Thinking it would never go beyond this room, but never would I get to the point where to keep the lie up, I'd be like... Hey, uh Indian friend, surely you're the only one who knows how to hack a computer since you're the only Indian character in this movie. Can you make some <laughs> can you make some fake emails for me? And he was like, "Yeah, of course I can
0: do that." Dude, I, and then the emails are like love letters yeah. between the two yeah. of these boys. Back and forth, a thousand times over. The only reason I hate your
1: cast is because it does not fit inside me. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, (laughs)
0: his parents read all of this, and at no point is anybody just like, why are you gay? It's ridiculous, dude. It makes no sense. Um, Really, like, it ramps up to a point where, like, then the black girl is going to release this letter. I don't feel good saying the black girl, which is funny because Rachel, when we were talking about the movie, kept saying the black girl and she was like, I don't feel comfortable saying the black girl, but I don't know the character. Yeah. So.
1: Well, that's the problem when there's only one black character in the entire <laughs> yeah, movie. That'll do And it. she's kind of devious.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, surprise motherfucker. Yeah. Um, not except <laughs> not surprise my
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> except there's 300 years of
1: precedence yeah. for that. Who could have seen a movie full of ego failures written by a bunch of fucking delusional <laughs> Jews who could have had outdated ideas about fucking race like this, dude this movie was literally like well we're a bunch of rich Jews like if there's anyone who knows about anxiety it's the Jews and they're like yeah well Ben Platt's dead. like you're like rich Ben's extremely famous Damn, it seems who like you guys was are Jewish all in this fun... movie though confirmed what? who is Jewish
0: no one Ben Platt's not Jewish Dude, they never confirmed it. Look, there's, at, look there's, at him. There's no confirmation in this movie that he's Jewish, but, and yet... Look at him. And look yet at almost every character in this movie is Jewish. Yeah, look how they act. That's so bad. You know they, the way they act.
1: Yeah, I do, because they are my family. This is the point <laughs> at
0: which we would like to remind <laughs> to the listener that we both are Jewish. <laughs> Needs to be said. Evan Hansen is me.
1: We all, yes. we all
0: are. <laughs> Evan Hansen is like... Hannibal lecter in a high school <laughs> yeah. but this less movie eating has
1: set Jews back the way usually set Italians back
0: <laughs> that's why they don't confirm that he's Jewish and now here I don't know if you read this fun fact but his indian friend was jewish in the play really and, and they changed his name hold on let me get my trivia out i saw this the character of jared kleinman who is American Jewish in the stage show was reconceived as Jared Colani, yeah, to accommodate Nick Dodani's casting. Yeah,
1: they it also were, it rhymes. They also changed the uh, the father to a stepfather because they so that they could, so that they could cast that brown man, that tan man.
0: What? You thought he was a different nationality? I just thought he was tan. I think he was like a... An uh, olive. He was like a Greek guy. Yeah, god. he was like a Persian of sorts. The fact that they made Amy Adams get fat and then had a <laughs> dude who was ripped as fuck for a 50-year-old man be the dad. It was not pu- cool. It was purely so that there could be that moment where he
1: walks into Amy Adams being like, he wasn't
0: even really your son. That's like the most contrived feeling line in the movie. It was so <laughs> dark. So fucked up. It was at a point at which... And I want to get into the second hour of this He's movie. like, you
1: said he just wanted attention
0: the first seven times he tried to kill himself. The second hour of this movie was committed to outdoing its darkness at all times. It was like literally like a contest game for the movie to at that point stack up how incredibly dark it could be. <laughs> and it started with what we've been teeing up this whole time, which like, I found so bizarre and terrible, which is um, the class president... A uh, woman of African-American descent. <laughs> Anxiety Anon is what I will call her for the yeah. rest of this. When Anxiety Anon um, is realizing that the Connor Project is short like $20,000 on its fucking stupid goal of fixing the orchard that nobody ever went to. Um, uh, she decides she's desperate enough to release the Evan Hansen letter, which is his suicide note. Uh, yeah, And it's like, why is she so invested in this to begin with? Why why? Because she's class president. Yeah. But that's so stupid b- fucking bitch. She's fucking ridiculous. So she is This like, is truly like Degrassi-esque. <laughs> like,
1: for those at home who get right. the reference, this is sure. a black page Michael Chuck.
0: Let that land. I'm leaving I'm leaving room for laughter.
1: Yeah, there's three 27 to thirty-five year old girls listening right now that love that reference and you're welcome. Hell yeah. Hit me up on Facebook. <laughs> To
0: Yikes. talk to Grassi. Oh, to talk to <laughs> I was just like, dude, what? <laughs> um, hit me up too. <laughs> I don't know anything about though. No, I watch Euphoria. Drake was in a oh. wheelchair. Drake produces Euphoria.
1: Yeah. T- <laughs> talk about having trouble letting go of the past. Um, much like he does with the women with whom he cohorts.
0: Okay, what? <laughs> Let's not. Be Isn't nasty. Drake a pedophile? Isn't that what's going on? No, not exactly. Not
1: exactly. No, he, he he's not hearkening back to his Degrassi days with the fan base he's playing to with his DMs. I'm gonna let Dan
0: stand singular on this one. No, he's had a couple. he's got a couple younger friends. He had some trysts. He's a damn fine rapper. Um, <laughs> brand new, still
1: canceled. Drake fucking selling out the garden. Drake is the man. I will have mm. no more of it. Mm. Dan's like. I love Drake. dance over here like, I can't even listen to Michael Jackson. I can't let but another. God help
0: me. You he used to call me on my cell phone. I can't let another black king get taken down by the liberal media is all I'm going to say about it. I know. Water Brothers free. already did it to Braun. Uh, OJ son did it. Look it up. Google it. <laughs> no, honestly, Google it right now. Yeah. There's insane evidence that OJ yeah. son actually did it. It wasn't the juice. It. it was juice box. Anyway, um, this episode has never been on the rails, that was so like, it can't go That off. was a killer joke you know that
1: all right so his parents anyway have a bad time
0: his parents <laughs> we've been working up to this it's not even interesting but i found it
1: extremely compelling. the
0: suicide note is released the organization hits its goal and then all of a sudden <laughs> like out of the woodwork people start fucking hating connor's Family, which is confusing on so many levels to me. They're
1: making a commentary
0: on the toxicity of internet culture, Dan. That I'm fully fucking aware of, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) That I picked up on plenty. But my problem (laughs) with some of the comments were, I know. But it's like some of the comments were like, "Oh, these rich fucking people. Why do they need money? First of all, they everyone should have known they were rich from the get go. How did Evan's letter?" Prove that they were rich in any way. It didn't. Yeah, right. Um, That connection doesn't make sense. Maybe they're like, Like, oh, they could afford to go to an apple orchard. (laughs) (laughs) They could afford to go to a free park. Wow. Why don't you go make your own pies, you rich cunts? And like... This family's raising money for a suicided boy, but beyond that, yeah, to, for a to, fix up like, a, to fix up a public space and make it nice? Yeah, they're basically what like... What is there to be outraged They were over? like, if his son
1: really if his son really killed himself, he would fix the orchard by himself. It just didn't make sense. It was incredibly bizarre. It, it was bizarre, right? And, and, <laughs> and it purely acted as a catalyst for Evan to finally feel so bad so as to sing and announce that he's a fucking liar.
0: We're getting up to, the, <laughs> we're getting up to the point where I screamed while watching this movie. Um, but um, yeah. Uh, but what about the orchard? They hate the family, <laughs> which makes no logical sense. Yeah, the whole sense. world hates. And they My- it,
1: did you notice they interspersed the family like it was like harrowing scenes of like the sister crying, the mom crying, the dad being like trying to console them, them reading comments being like they think we should die, and then it cuts to Evan walking through the hallways like giving high fives. <laughs> <people>.
0: Dude, this. <laughs> How did you not love this shit, dude? This was fucking nuts. Like insane. The amount of ego failing going on, not only from Ben Platt, but just like from everyone involved. I mean, everyone, just like even craft service people. (laughs) This is insane. Like I faulted The Last Duel because it was like, why would you make this movie? This is so random. This movie is like ill-advised. This is like a, this movie is really like a suicide. Like, a career suicide. I don't know who's going to make it out of this one. It's not going to be Ben Platt in movies anymore, that's for sure. Unless he's playing, like, a flippant gay character.
1: Apparently there's, like, a Ben Platt live at Carnegie Hall on Netflix. Like, a concert. Oh, I'll
0: watch the shit out of that. (laughs) For real. Dude's got a great voice, but... Man, oh man, dude. Um, so people are nasty to the parents and I just don't get it. They're like, they're like this fucking family, blah, blah, blah. Like th- their son yeah. killed him. Way what to exploit you... your dead son. Uh, where's that? But they're spending the money to fix an orchard. I know. I know. It's not like they're taking it for no reason.
1: They're just And that like...
0: note is so noxious. Yeah. Like it's not full of anything shocking about, like nowhere in the note is it like, you know, my parents treat me like shit. They just want money. They're so greedy that they don't pay attention to me because they're always busy at work.
1: And this is without even mentioning that. that there's like an F plot in which Julianne Moore is like very insecure about being poor.
0: I think I figured out what like while we've been talking about it, what my questions have been about it, though, because while logically it seemed to make no sense to me at first, I think what they're trying to say with the outrage is that the parents and the family somehow are running the Connor Project, yeah, and the Connor Project's Instagram, and they're the ones begging for the money there. But like that's yeah, yeah, no, e- that's a hundred. But that's not even is. the truth,
1: though. No, no, it's just people being cynical. It's, on it's being Internet.
0: run by a class president of yeah. a high school and a literal psychopath.
1: Yeah, it's like presented as like one person posits that this is like scammy, and then everyone just runs with it. Now we get this to movie also needed a commentary on viral media.
0: I was a little, literally looking at the word viral in my notes when you said that. <laughs> um, the two moments at which I screamed in this movie are coming up. Yeah. One of which was just Evan Hansen clapping. Did you notice him clapping like an android, Dan? <laughs> no. I... So he's he's in the background of some scene. It, it's with the Connor Project. They're announcing all these things, and everyone's clapping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, cut to him. Yeah, now, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, this is not going to work for the listener, but I'm going to do it for Dan, so at least he can appreciate it. And they cut to him, and he's like this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I've never seen a human being clap like that. I don't care if he's playing a character or not. because
1: he's having a hard
0: time. <laughs> and, like... Yeah, during that whole, like, internet breakdown thing with the parents. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on here, Rachel? Yeah. I was like, what? Like, people are mad. Yeah. I was like, what? What?
1: Yeah. What's happening? It's really heartbreaking for those parents. They're like...
0: Yeah, I mean, they're poor parents, but they're also, like, rich, like, fucking wasps. Yeah, and Julianne... Look at how they dressed Amy Adams in that one scene, Dan. Yeah. She had a pink sweater tied in a top knot over her shoulders in her rich white house. Like, there was a scene... Where I thought they were indoors at their house having a conversation. Yeah. And they were outdoors. Yeah. And the outside of their house had like a, f- like a living room reinverted. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wealthy people. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're extremely wealthy.
1: But, you know, it still hurts when your kids kill themselves. Maybe you I'm should, not have, saying maybe should have loved them a bit more. but
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of dropped the ball. The sister kind of seems right. to be doing all right, though. Yeah, she's going to have a tough life after what happened with Evan.
1: Not really, because she fucking forgives him immediately and still fucking jumps his bones. <laughs>
0: They no, she doesn't. No. No, damn.
1: Don't they still boys it out at the end? No. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what happens, okay. which is that the second point where I scream. Now, this is the scream I've been referring to the whole time. Is this the tree? Oh, well, dude, I don't know if that was in this scene. Okay. I think it was. Okay. No, it was not. Okay. But also, that is the darkest twist in movie <laughs> history. We're going to get there real quick. Um. That, because that I related to. <laughs> that was, literally chilled me to the bone. At this point in the movie, guys, it becomes a horror movie. It's shot like a horror movie. We're looking at tracking shots behind people walking into living rooms that are shot like The Shining. Yeah, right. It's, it's done to terrify the audience. Yeah. I'm not sure you're, what they you're were thinking. You're supposed
1: to feel Evan's anxiety and dread.
0: There's a scene in which Evan bursts in in the midst of all of this to the family who is going to pay for his college with their own son's no, money.
1: not going to because his shitty mother declined their offer. But they
0: were trying to <laughs> use the money they saved for Connor yeah. to spend on a kid who pretended to know him. Yeah. Um, and he comes in uh, to Connor's family's like living room while they're f- having this huge fight after being disparaged on the Internet. And he just admits all of it. Now, I'll tell you what made me scream: A, this is everything obviously coming together from a truly anxious point, from a point that the entire two-hour film is building. This is trying to to
1: achieve. This is it. This is accomplishing. This is accomplishing what Uncut Gems was trying to
0: achieve. But yeah, but nailing it. I agree. (laughs) This is what I felt. I screamed again. (laughs) I don't know how many more times I can say it. Um, and what made me scream is not not only the fact 50 I'm going to give 50% of the scream went to oh my god it's happening and not only that but he goes into every lie yeah oh yeah immediately but that in that moment when when you can't believe that this is happening their choice is to go into something I know I know that when he was like (laughs) and he was like yeah I wrote the letter and the whole family looks at him and is like oh my fucking God, like, you heard, what, you did what? They were like, explain it all to me. He was like, and I fabricated emails that day at the orchard. And I was like,
1: (laughs) and she was like, but, but at the orchard, um, he saved you from breaking your arm. And he was
0: like, but I broke my own arm. Dude, (laughs) dude, when they build up a movie this dark to, an apotheosis of this much anxiety and it is resolved in song form i i i felt my whole body just lift up above the pyramid and sail into the fucking sky and the song is
1: followed up by what i found to be the single darkest line of the entire movie which is the next day in class in school evan walks up to the sister to try to talk and she's like go away evan and he's like He's like, I just got to come clean to everyone. And she's like, no, my parents don't want you to tell anyone they want to keep it a secret. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I sang. I sang. I came clean via song. Like, now everyone needs to know. And she's like, no, they're worried you're going to kill yourself. My mom says she doesn't want to lose another
0: son. Oh, that was so dark. Dude. <laughs> and, 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 like, we're, keep in mind, you're at the end of the, the last five minutes of a musical, and people are saying things like that. Yeah. The end of the music band is like we built the pool hall. Everybody's happy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. this is literally like it's just topping itself. Yeah. And 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 the the apex of this movie. Then when you think that a boy admitting that he didn't know this suicided boy and made yeah. up thousands and raised of raised one
1: point two million dollars in
0: his name. <laughs> when you think that that it cannot go any lower, and you're looking for any port in a storm. At this, at this point, usually this movie would show the tree scene to calm you. Right. Ah, uh, remember the day Evan went to the tree store and fell out of that yeah. nice tree 50 feet in the air and broke his arm? Ah, that was a day of true freedom. Then they tell you he was trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he was in the tree, yeah. Dan. They're like, ah. Uh, he's talking to, I believe, his mom. Yeah. And his mom is like, do you remember the tree that day? And he's like... I actually jumped. I didn't just fall. Uh, yeah. I wanted to die. Then I was like, "Oh yeah. my!" And she's like, "Why didn't you
1: pick a taller
0: tree?" <laughs> it was so tall, though. It was like forty feet. In he the just air.
1: landed on his arm. It was.
0: <laughs> and then he said, "Dude, this is how pathetic this movie is. It's disgusting."
1: <laughs> Which means he I was like,
0: like "My fa- one of my favorite lines in the whole movie was, I fell out of the tree. I, I landed on my arm. I broke my arm. Then I just laid there.'" I just laid there, and I just waited for anyone to find me and just take me to the hospital. And just hours went by, and no one ever came. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I fucking came. This is a musical. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> like, Rent was about AIDS, but Rent's fun. Yeah, You ever see yeah. Rent? <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah. 20,605,082 minutes. Like, that's fun. Yeah. There's nothing in this musical yeah. that was like, and rent the oh, m- and that was a good rent, time. Rent the
1: movie, Rosario Dawson. This yep. movie, Ben Platt.
0: Ben Platt as Rosario Dawson. Oliver Platt's... (laughs) Evil (laughs) nephew. Evil nephew. Uh Anyway. um, RIP
1: Oliver Platt, star of Lake Placid.
0: So finally... Shout um, out, Lake Placid. He admits all of his wrongs, and... um, (laughs) It's all good, baby. No, it's not all good. It's not all good, Dan. Because the last three minutes of this movie are just, like, terribly dark. It involves... Evan Hansen losing the ability to go to college. He has to take a year off because he doesn't have money to go. Um, No one speaks to him at school. He's completely ostracized. Everyone looks at him because he has now posted a Instagram video where he admits to lying about all of it publicly. For the entire school to watch. Um, Everyone hates him. And they graduate that way. He has no friends still. His Indian friend who's never liked him. They make that clear throughout the whole movie. Still doesn't like him. He as a character experiences no positive growth. I would argue. The only positive growth they show for him is that he kind of got to know Connor posthumously. Yeah. But that even that is very creepy because he's basically like lambasted himself. He has some publicly. redemption
1: though. He fucking tracks down. Con- he's like searching for Connor's boys and like gets right. the video of Connor playing guitar. I guess, and dude, like- and then
0: writes, uh, sends out a bunch of USBs like a like Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking psychotic, Dan. He hand on the front of each of the manila envelopes. It looks like the fucking Riddler. Uh. <laughs> this is like the Riddler's high school origin movie. <laughs> so depressing. And you discover that Connor has a better singing voice than he does. Oh, Connor is even more talented than Ben <laughs> Platt. Keep him out of it. The- if this movie was starring Connor, it wouldn't have been as funny. I wouldn't have had so much fun watching it. Yeah. No. Um... And so the movie concludes which, with. Which, um, like, that
1: was the second email montage of the movie. Yeah. It, <laughs> it was, was just Connor sending yep. Facebook messages to people and then being like, sorry, don't know
0: <laughs> I hate it so much. And finally, um, it is uh, revealed that um, the orchard is completed with the money and is beautiful, whatever. Um, the girl that he tricks into fucking him earlier in the movie, the the sister of the dead kid, invites him to the orchard. Yeah. And you kind of, and there's like a moment at which you as a viewer are like, all right, maybe they'll get back together and then she'll forgive him, blah, blah, blah. And the scene plays out. And again, this is maybe the last scene of the movie. It is. The scene plays out with her being like, I wanted you to see this. This place that you fictionized, yeah. you fucking monster. <laughs> I wanted you to leave your house and come here. Because he's like, why did you want to meet here? Yeah, So you could see what you've done. Look at this and his, orchard. He, he's like, this is more than I've ever achieved in my
1: life. This is a good thing I've done.
0: <laughs> and he was just like, I've learned nothing and walked off into the sunset. He's
1: like, so you're saying I, I beautified the earth.
0: That this movie did not end in a school shooting was shocking to me.
1: Yeah, I was like, this is fought... like
0: the Dylan Klebold story. Klebold, or yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so dark. strange movie, just strange. So fucked up and bizarre. Yeah, didn't translate to film at all. Because <laughs> every time, how Ev- do we give this a Evan golden? Singing, he's also weeping.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> so ups- like like, uh, dude, it was it was disgusting. It was okay. a disgusting watch. Um, how do we rate this film? What did we give Cats, Dan? Um
1: I believe you gave Cats a 0 and I gave it a 2 if I recall. No, you gave Cats a 3.1 and I gave it a 1.
0: I'm still into that. Okay. The mean average of that being like around a 2 it makes sense to me. Yeah. And that's the only other musical we've ever done here. Um and I I I swear this is that's it. I, there should be no reason we should ever do it again. The only reason I would have watched this movie based on its plot. Yeah. Regardless of there being music in it. The question, My thing the question was is not
1: if there was no music in this movie It'd is be it, even funny.
0: There'd be more time to laugh at it for me. But, right. Because for me the music was the worst part. Like the part that didn't do anything for me the most yeah. was having to sit through musical I know. numbers. The songs were. Not only were that, but they were me. they had plot in the songs, so you had and to kind Ju- of listen. Julianne more terrible They scene. had singer. Awful.
1: Yeah. What was that about? Why, like, why cast Julianne Moore uh, in such a minor she, role?
0: She was terrible. To just, she was good as the character, but her singing, yeah, her singing voice yeah, got she awful. Was- but her song, Dan, is also like, imagine like you're judging. It in the sense like if if you put the ugliest dress ever on the hottest woman in the world, yeah. you'd still be like, whoa, whoa what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, like this song is so bad yeah. on its own as well. Has no hook. There's not a single chorus in this entire movie. No, it's just there's no song. It's just, just people
1: singing exposition. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's the worst thing you could do with music. Yeah. So like in in a way, it's almost more egregious than cats to me. I don't know. We're playing it like the from the zero to two level. I feel like right now. I, what are you going to give uh, 2021's Dear Evan Hansen?
1: So I gave Cats a one because I was angry 100% right. of the time that I was watching Cats. I was disgusted. I There wasn't a single moment where I was pleased. I gave it a one because there were a couple set pieces that looked nice and there were a couple good vocal performances. Sure. Like this movie i'm torn because in my head i mean there's a recency bias aspect where surely i hate this movie just as much as cats like but there were also moments where i laughed yeah and there were moments where i enjoyed talking about it or even talking about cats i was like i've never re-listened to the cats episode no, nor have i because i don't want to think about <clears throat> the movie again yeah but also like this movie like cats is was a severe misstep from like a studio level, whereas like this is like a misstep on like a hum- is, on a human level. This is insane, dude. Yeah, like, this has so many different failure levels for me. And just like the fact, like Julianne Moore being in this movie is like the most upsetting part to me because she's a real actress and she sure. kills it in her role. But she's on screen for eleven seconds, and then sings
0: a terrible song poorly. I do want to say that at one point in this film during the Dance Dance Revolution song that Evan Hansen and a dead Connor are magically having in his mind. That there in the background is the arcade light game machine of the Lost World Jurassic Park, which is starring Julianne Moore. And that is the only interesting thing about Julianne Moore being in this movie for me.
1: All right, I gave Katz a one. I'm going to give this... 1.5 1.5 1.5. 1. 1.5.
0: 5. 1. 5. Okay. That because there is a world where I make someone watch this. Well, that is what I'm about to say, which is while I'm going to give this movie a low score, I fully hard body recommend this one to all of our listeners as a torture device. Like, if you really want to see someone just yeah. fuck up. Did you ever watch Wrist Cutters, a love story? No. That sounds fair, familiar. It well, was like some early two thousand shit,
1: right? It was like some mid mid like two thousand nine era shit. And so that's like the, gi- that the director
0: be... of like Saw Eight or something. See, I think that should be, that. be the sequel to
1: next season. Sequel to this episode.
0: I want to give this movie a zero because I felt like it was reprehensible, like it was almost criminal. But it did have an awareness to how far it was going and terms of evan being a psycho and them being transparent about that at some level oh,
1: the guy who made Risk cutters a love story that's the only movie he's known for <laughs> he's a croatian guy we have to watch that that okay. movie is this it is insane but um Risk cutters a love story is about a bunch of people who killed themselves like meeting up in purgatory afterwards and just like but like purgatory is like a high school
0: <laughs> i'm gonna give this movie a one okay what did i give cats a 3.1 yeah, because at least with Cats, I like the music because I've always liked the music of Cats. And I also thought that there was some visual craft that went into it that was not here. This was an Abercrombie commercial from hell written by the devil. And I <laughs> Fucking hated it. Yeah. Awful. Um, but in terms of the zero category of which like Son of the Mask lives in, this isn't that painful. Like I would rather right. watch this again than Jupiter ascending. We it. gave
1: zeros to double zeros to buried secret of Emily oh, Shamalon. That and was, that's that was way better than this.
0: Yeah. So you know it's we gotta do what we gotta do sometimes. But um this sucked. Yeah, it does terrible. And I'm glad I picked it because and we we haven't done this was the this was the on purpose bad one, even though I was v- Shocked going into this about how bad I thought The Last Duel was. I was like, this is now gonna be good and it's gonna be a problem. I really enjoyed
1: The Last Duel. I thought it was okay. If I had to, dude, like, thank God I liked The Last Duel because I immediately went from The Last Duel to watching this movie, like, in one sitting, right. I would have fucking lost it.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is uh, episode five. Can we watch something good soon? You didn't think that any of the other movies were good?
1: Uh, <laughs> what did we watch so far?
0: The Last Duel. The liked, Matrix 4, we both loved. Yeah, that was killer.
1: That thing, count, that was, which
0: like, we both enjoyed a lot. That was good. It was good. a little trashy. That was good. Malignant, which I enjoyed you to a lesser degree.
1: There was a thread on Reddit the other day, um, on r hor- slash horror, the top thread, was what horror movie had the most ill, uh, was the most... Incorrectly marketed of all time. Uh-huh. And by far the top comment was malignant.
0: That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They fucked that up. Yeah. All right. Well, um. So what are we watching next? Do you well, know? We'll, I do, but like we got a little break coming up. I'm going to Florida. I'm going to go to Florida. Um. So you'll probably come back with COVID or whatever. <laughs> try to go there with COVID. Spread the love. I don't have COVID. Cool, cool, cool. I may have COVID. Um, What's coming up next on the Movie Blues podcast? Um, uh, Benedetta um, from Paul Verhoeven, the new movie about a lesbian nun. So that's supposed to be good. Yeah. Has gotten tons of award nominations. So there you go. That's new and potentially sleazy and um, supposed to be good. Cool.
1: Can we watch that and Spanking the Monkey?
0: I guess we can do that, Dan. It's Jeremy Davies, dog. This better be worth it, though. You've been doing going at this for a while. I know, and you keep putting it off, so it's putting too much pressure on it. Well, maybe you should pre-watch it for once. Be the person to watch a movie first and tell me if you think it's potable, other than its base premise. It
1: is for sure potable, <laughs> without question.
0: All right, I it's guess...
1: It's David O. Russell's debut movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> But I like him. Yeah, I don't too. want it to be a good movie. Is it a good movie?
1: I I was fourteen when I watched it, Dan. It doesn't matter if it's a good movie. It could be a good movie and <laughs> still be the most wrong-headed thing ever.
0: So you don't want to do? Uh, Fucking the piano teacher is a good movie. It doesn't mean it's not potable. Yeah, I'm not, that's no thanks to potting on that one. <laughs> I've already offended enough people this month. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts? that you'd like to leave our audience before this couple week break? Um,
1: I feel like for those participating in the Rental Zone horror bracket, <laughs> Uh-oh. don't don't bother.
0: It's, just, a sh- it's a sham. Just don't bother. Oh, this is about the voting thing you're crying about? It's a sham. I called it wrong, and yet you think that, what, that I should go back because I called it wrong and stick with the wrong one? Even though, the round that you're so upset about, it's going to get knocked out either way. And this is in a, in a bracket where arguably hereditary is the only good recent horror movie in it. And every other match is being steamrolled by classics. Not that any of this plays into it because I love all those classic movies. And beyond that, it is literally a technical thing, but if you want to take it so personally, then you don't participate. I don't care. You haven't seen half the fucking movies anyway. Just
1: you wait till my fucking trucker convoy comes and drives right through the rental zone. Dan Endon, house progressive over here. Defend equality, (laughs) y'all. On that note, we go to the gun range. Baby.